Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. I am your host, Francis Wesso, and as always, I am very happy to have the opportunity to share the Word of God with you. One of my favorite things to do and part of our vision as a Christian ministry is to teach biblical truth to the body of Christ. Today, we are starting a brand new series we have entitled Studying the End of Time. Obviously, in a short podcast, we cannot go too deep into this subject but we will do our best to clarify what the Bible says about the events that will mark the beginning of the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. If time allows it, we will also talk about the millennial and what the Bible says regarding eternity. To be honest with you, I grew up expecting the rapture at any moment. Sermons about the rapture and the end of times were common in my church, but in the last 20 years, for whatever reasons, sermons about the rapture or the second coming of Christ, have ceased. Without even realizing it, I came to think that there was no way my generation was going to be raptured. But after what we have lived these past three years, I have changed my mind. Studying the Word of God, I am convinced now that I might be alive during the rapture. I could be wrong, but I honestly do not think that God will wait another 25 years to send Jesus back. Jesus could come back in the next decade. But let us start unpacking today's teaching. The Bible is full of prophecies regarding what will happen before Christ returns. We can start talking on the subject using the book of Daniel, or a few chapters of Ezekiel, or even Isaiah. But I wanted to start by discussing for a few minutes what Jesus himself told us about it in Matthew 24. Before we start, I want to remind you that for the believers to talk about the end of times should not be scary or stressful. It should give us hope. Apocalyptic prophecies are only the fulfillment of the glorious plan of God. Since God is our good Father, He is our loving Father, everything He does, He does it in love. And while it is true that eventually life on earth will end, we have the wonderful promises that tell us that we will live in eternity in God's presence. Therefore, be encouraged. Soon and very soon, we will see our King. Eternity for the believer in Jesus Christ means joy and security, not gloom and doom. Now let us start unpacking the subject. In Matthew 24, the disciples are talking to him regarding the beauty and the majesty of their temple. Jesus astonished them by telling them, or letting them know that that beautiful temple was going to be destroyed, which happened about 40 years after they had that conversation. We know that the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. This means that if that part of Jesus' prophecies happened, the other half will also happen. Go with me now to Matthew chapter 24, and we will start reading on verse 4 which says, Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. 
Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. Here we see Jesus describing what he called the beginning of birth pains. To me, it's fascinating that Jesus called these events birth pains. Women who are mothers know the intensity of that pain. And at the same time, they also know the joy that comes after they give birth. The beginning of birth pains that Jesus spoke about will be just like that. Earth and its inhabitants will experience pain for some time, but at the end, we will live in complete joy. If you paid attention to what we just read, you will notice that everything that Christ describes here as such pains has been fulfilled. Throughout history, many have claimed to be the Messiah. Sadly, almost every single one of them has confused people who have suffered the consequences of following such charlatans. I believe that in our current days, the devil has a new plan to introduce a false messiah to the church by redefining Jesus to his church. Some Christians now serve a Jesus who promises them fame and fortune instead of following the Jesus from the Bible who asks us to take our cross every day. If you would like to learn more about this subject, I wrote about it in my blog. You can find it at globalgraceministries.com. Go to the section for our blog or our word of the day and look for the one of September 20, 2021. But let's move on. In the verses we read, we see how Jesus tells his disciples that we will hear of wars and rumors of wars before his coming. Sadly, this has been the reality of humanity forever. Two major birth pains were World War I and II. And as you know, right now, Ukraine and Russia are at war. Jesus also told his disciples that there will be earthquakes and famines, which are part of what we live with for centuries. Not a year goes by without a few countries in the world experiencing major earthquakes, which creates major economic and ecological crisis. Have you heard about what is going on in Madagascar right now? Children are starving, not because of war or earthquakes, but because of climate change. Of course, none of these issues are new. What is new is that they are all happening at the same time. Jesus also told the disciples that they were going to be persecuted. As you know, all of them, with the exception of Judas and John, died as martyrs. Throughout the history of the church, thousands have died for their faith. And even now, there are places in the world where Christians are killed every day for their faith. The words of Jesus have come to pass. But let us continue reading on Matthew 24. We left off in verse 10. At that time, many will turn away from their faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. 
and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to the nations, and then the end will come. All the previous signs we just read are terrible, but in my opinion, these last ones are worse. What we are experiencing right now is the turning away from the faith of those who one day were Christians. Right now, there are people going to church thinking that because they are in church that they are saved. But the moment they go through a small problem that challenges their faith, they run away from God. People are leaving Bible preaching churches because the preaching of some parts of the Bible offends them or because they no longer consider it appropriate for the times in which we are living. People of God, there are people who believe that Christians are haters and that our message is a message of hate because we call sin, sin. We are truly living Matthew 24. Jesus told us that because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow cold. A few weeks ago here in Sacramento, a father killed his three daughters and a church volunteer just to cause pain to his ex-wife. After shooting these four innocent people, he also killed himself inside a church. We are surely living among wicked people. Jesus also said that the gospel will be preached all over the world. I know that there are some areas of the world in which the gospel has not yet been preached. But thanks to technology, those areas will soon be non-existent. Therefore, if we base the beginning of the tribulation on the words of Christ, the rapture might be tonight. All of these signs have happened. But let's move on. Matthew 24:15 says, So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For them there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one will survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. These verses, my friends, can be somewhat confusing if we do not consider that Jesus was not speaking to the church at that time, but to his disciples. Christ here speaking to Israel. Please keep that in mind. Up to verse 14, the events that Jesus was describing are going to happen before the rapture and the tribulation. But the events after verse 14 will happen during the tribulation. We will explain in detail how the rapture will happen in another episode. But for now, all I will say is that the rapture will happen a few hours before the beginning of the tribulation. This means that the church will not see any of the events that Jesus describes after verse 14. In the last verses we read, Jesus is talking about Daniel chapter 9, chapter 11, and chapter 12. I recommend you read those chapters. In them, 
Daniel describes what Jesus called the abomination that causes desolation. This is the desecration of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. Now, for many years, theologians thought that the desecration that Jesus is talking about here in Matthew 24 happened in the temple that was destroyed in 70 AD because the idea of the Jewish people rebuilding a temple after that date was inconceivable. But after the recognition of Israel as a nation in May of 1948, we now know that Jesus was talking about the desecration of a temple that has not been built yet. I have two comments regarding this. To discuss the first one, let us go to Isaiah 66, 8, which says, Who has ever heard of such things? Who has ever seen things like this? Can a country be born in a day? Or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Yet, not sooner is Zion in labor than she gives birth to her children. And let's go also to Ezekiel 37, 21, which says, And say unto them, Thus says the Lord, God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathens, and will gather them on every side, and bring them into their own land. Isn't that amazing? Just as God promised, Israel became a nation in a day. I love that some of the countries that voted and recognized Israel as an official nation before the United Nations were Hispanic nations. Being Hispanic, I feel so good about what these nations did for Israel. Sadly, I just found out that my country, El Salvador, was one of the countries that abstained from voting for the recognition of Israel. But moving on, my second comment regarding this prophecy is that even though Muslims have absolute control of the place where the third temple will be built, which according to the Bible is where the Dome of the Rock, an Islamic shrine, is located right now, there are Jewish Orthodox organizations right now that are preparing to rebuild the temple. They are working on collecting the funds to build it, and also they are working on the garments for the priest and the furniture that will go in the temple once it's rebuilt. With all the preparations in place, Israel could rebuild the temple in a very short time. The desecration of the temple Jesus spoke about will be done by the Antichrist. This person shows up at the beginning of the tribulation and allows Israel to build the temple through a treaty that he signs with them. But after three years, he breaks that treaty and desecrates their temple. This will mark the beginning of the Great Tribulation, exactly three and a half years after the start of the Tribulation, and three and a half years before Jesus comes back to earth. I am going to stop here, and we'll pick it up where we left off next week. I know that all this may seem a lot. Apocalyptic prophecies at first seem a little confusing, but they are not. I promise you to do my best to explain them one by one. I pray that this series blesses you and gives you an understanding of the coming events that have been prophesied throughout the Bible. Do not miss the next episode where we will finish learning about Matthew 24 and we will begin to list some of the most important prophecies about the end times that have already been fulfilled and those that are about to be fulfilled. If you have any questions about what we cover or about our ministry, write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. 
If you like our podcast, please promote it with your friends and family. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Have a wonderful rest of the week.